the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, it's Tuesday and we always go on the couch on a Tuesday where we have matters medical. And today it's a pleasure to welcome Dr. Dermot McCaffrey. He's a consultant cardiologist at the Beacon Hospital. And we wanted to talk to him in the context of the uh, COVID-19 crisis and outbreak. Uh, uh, A lot of people apparently are not surprisingly stressed out. But what is surprising is there may be resuming a bad smoking habit or they're using the stress as an excuse not to quit. So we want you to take a few minutes to talk about the link between smoking and the current outbreak and the effect it could have on your health uh, in terms of respiratory problems. Dermot, welcome uh, to to the, the, the programme. Uh, talk to us first of all uh, about, you know, you can understand how smokers, one of the reasons they smoke is to kind of deal with stress. Yeah, thanks, Ivan. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, actually, I rang about two weeks ago to sort of say that I hadn't heard on the radio there was an awful lot of discussion from the um, the sort of medical groups, you know, saying wash your hands, keep the distance, etc. But they weren't saying this is the opportune time to quit smoking. And not necessarily the opportune time, the most important time to quit smoking because, <coughs> excuse me, as you're aware, you know, it's the lungs that are having the biggest uh, effect when pe- people are admitted to hospital and go into intensive care. So anything you can do to protect your lungs is obviously the most important thing. So, you know, if you talk to a cystic fibrosis patient, they are scared stiff. If you talk to somebody with bronchiectasis, they're scared stiff. They're staying away from everybody because they know their lungs um, are um, at risk. So smokers who are sitting outside the house having a cigarette, they need to stop and think, what if I get this virus? I am putting myself at significant risk. And part of why I wanted to ring in is I want children to turn around to their parents and say, Dad, stop smoking. You know, I love you. I don't want you to die because this is a serious thing. We're on radio, so I can't show you images. But if people put up images of x-rays when people come into the hospital and then show them three days later where the whole lung is just whited out, which means there's fluid, inflammation, and these people may or may not need intubation, people would say, I have to protect my lungs. Now, the thing is, we've data with people before they go for surgery, whether it's bypass surgery or any major surgery, and we say, listen, can you stop smoking for two weeks before we have this surgery? It will make a significant difference. So we have data that smoking cessation, even for two weeks, improves your outcomes with elective surgery. So if you think you may, you know, you may get this infection in the next two weeks, it's it's incumbent on you to try your best to stop smoking today. Um, people will be surprised at that because, you, you know, you you hear the dangers are long term smoking uh, builds up layers of tar on your lungs. Uh-huh. It uh, gives you maybe high cholesterol. It hardens your arteries. Um. But you wouldn't get it from one cigarette. Therefore, if you take one cigarette less, how is it a quick fix? Well, nobody's suggesting you take one cigarette less. No, but I, I kind of got the quit. impression you said even quitting for two weeks would make a significant impact. Oh, it would. Oh, absolutely. But, but not dropping down from 20 cigarettes to 19 cigarettes, that's not going to make an impact. No, stopping smoking completely is what you have to do. Okay? As soon as you give up smoking, 
the inflammation, like within about 48 hours, now this is looking at, at cellular responses, 48 hours after quitting smoking, the inflammation from the oxidants that are in the cigarettes um, start resolving. Now, you won't see a clinical improvement for up to two to four weeks. That's true. But you will see um, you know, cellular improvement within 48 hours. You know, that's, that's been confirmed. See, every cigarette is causing injury not only to the lungs but to the arteries. It causes vasoconstriction. It stops the endothelium, which is the lining of the arteries, from relaxing properly. It's prothrombotic. And a lot of these patients, the elderly patients with, with um, the COVID-19 illness, don't just have lung problems, they also have cardiac problems. Because this is like a stress, you know, your lungs being affected and your oxygen levels dropping is putting stress on your heart, causing heart attacks, causing heart failure, etc. Well, well, and you are a cardiologist. I, I thought that the cause of death whether it was someone with an underlying condition, uh, cause of death from COVID-19, was actually a form of pneumonia and respiratory problems. Are you saying that COVID-19 give you a heart attack? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely up to, I think, about 40% have got associated heart attacks. Because the oxygen drops and, you know, the hearts are, you know, in a lot of cases are elderly and they have coexisting comorbid conditions, you know, whether it's hypertension, previous stents, previous heart attacks. No, so coronary disease, hypertension, heart attacks, you know, this virus doesn't care who it's attacking, whether it's a young person or somebody with cancer or somebody with heart attacks. It's just the more vulnerable are the ones who are seeing in hospital. Now, uh, uh, and we do, of course, have the uh, uh, help in quitting. You can contact the HSE on the free phone 1800 201 203 or you can text QUIT to 5100. Now, at the end of this interview, I'll give out those details again in case you didn't write them down uh, quick enough. But uh, let's talk about ex-smokers here. As someone who who was a heavy smoker but gave it up, after what time are they in the clear? Um, It depends what you mean in the clear. So, like, let's say two years later... um, Two years to four years, but that, that's that's a different, that's a long-term thing. So, first concentrate on this sort of current COVID issue and smoking. And one of your um, producers I was chatting to, he was saying, you know, some people who've given up smoking have taken up smoking, you know, because of the stress. And you know, these same people, may, people who might be drinking more, they might be eating more, they might be cooking more banana bread, etc. Now, other people are out walking more, but but to be honest, there's less exercise because we can't have any of our team sports. You know, people are nervous going out. People used to cycle a lot, can't cycle, you know, past the 2K. You know, so, but there may be some people who are smoking less because you might have had people who only smoked outside the house and didn't let their family know they were smoking. So maybe those people, you know, are cutting down on cigarettes. So there's people doing more, there's people doing less. But the bottom line, Ivan, is if people quit smoking today and they get the SARS infection next two weeks, they will have significantly improved their chance of not ending up in a hospital and causing not just a burden on the health system, but causing severe risk to their own health. But you know the way they give the statistics and they speak about an underlying risk. Do ex-smokers per se have an underlying risk? Yeah, yeah, they do. Up to what period? If you quit smoking two years ago, your risk would be, you know, significantly reduced. If you quit smoking five years ago, you're not back to sort of normal because it depends on the burden, how many years Ten you years ago? smoked for. 
If you if you gave us smoking ten years, ago, I had my last cigarette on the sixth of August, nineteen eighty-five. Ivan, you're going to live forever. It, oh. you know, this isn't you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point is this: I used to smoke forty a day, and I had very bad asthma and bronchitis. I used to get cortisone injections to be able to breathe. Such was my uh, addiction to nicotine, which brings me on to dealing with the addiction because it's all very well having all the excellent public health advice and I accept it's absolutely clear cut but some people need a little help whether it's Nicorette patches or e-cigarettes where do you stand on e-cigarettes? Um so e-cigarettes are are, you know they're giving you nicotine they're they're a nicotine supplement without a lot of the um, the oxidants and the carbon monoxide etc but the nicotine itself See, the nicotine binds to these nicotine uh, cholinergic receptors in our brain, and they, release, they lead to release of dopamine. And dopamine is the sort of pleasure hormone. So that's why people get a sort of mini, a mini kick or whatever from cigarettes. But the problem is if you keep smoking, your nicotine receptors upregulate. You have more of them, so now you have to smoke more. So there's this tolerance that builds up. And that's why you ended up smoking 40 cigarettes to try and get the same effect as one cigarette. So as soon as you stop smoking, like let's say, you know, this, this little piece we're doing makes somebody stop right now. In about four hours, they'll start getting cravings. In 48 hours, they'll have peak cravings and they'll be desperate for a cigarette and they'll be irritable because they're looking for that dopamine release. And that's why people should, you know, if somebody wants to buy somebody a present, go down and buy a nicotine replacement patch or, you know, nicotine chewing gum and those sort of things. They're probably the safest to start with sort of nicotine. Um, but you're not really in favour of e-cigarettes and vaping. No, no, not, not. The best thing to do is quit, particularly with this COVID where we're talking about, you know, fast and dirty. Just stop smoking today. Look at your kids. Look at your grandkids. You know, you want to be around when this all finishes at Christmas time. So stop smoking today. Uh, uh, and, and also, we are living in an era of stay indoors, stay at home. Yeah. Is that a particular risk that you could be imposing on the rest of the household in terms of passive smoking, which is not illegal in the home, is illegal, you know, in a restaurant which is closed and so on, in a pub a which point. is closed? I mean, like, is there a particular risk of smoking at home? I mean, good point. I hadn't thought of that. I, mean, I guess I assume nobody smokes at home with kids and stuff. I assume they went outside. But if somebody's smoking indoors, you know, shame on them. All right. So at, at the end of the day, if you were to say uh, uh, someone's chances of, of, of being worse off with a COVID infection, would you say you've kind of like got a premium risk of an extra 20% if you're a smoker or, or what would you say? You know, if you're a current smoker, you've got, a, you know, well, all these numbers are sort of up in the air, but, but you have about a 50% increased burden of, you know, of injury. 50%, right. If, but if you stop now, and to be honest, some people who, who've quit before, you know, they, they will get through this COVID hopefully unscathed. But if anything comes from this, if we get to an Ireland in September, October, and if ASH, which is, you know, the, yes. the anti-smoking group, if they say, do you know what happened after that COVID in 2021? 40% smokers stopped. You know, we will have a better population going into next year's COVID crisis. You know, people really have to... You know, when people go into buy cigarettes in a shop now, you know, I'd almost have the the shop seller going, "Are you sure you want these? You know, you know there's a virus around. You're doing yourself some significant damage." All right, just to repeat, if you want help in quitting, uh, eighteen hundred two zero one two zero three is a free phone HSE number, or if you want to get advice, text quit 
QUIT and block capitals to 5100. That's 5100. My thanks indeed to Dr. Dermot McCaffrey, consultant cardiologist at the Beacon Hospital, calling it out plainly. If you have uh, continued to smoke, your consequences of getting the COVID virus are 50% more at risk. All right. Thank you, Dermot. Uh, very, very instructive much, indeed. And that's it from the hard show to this evening. Um, I will be back uh, tomorrow at 4pm. My thanks to the team for today's show. Mark Simpson, Ashling Moore, Dan Flanagan, Roisin Davis and Alex Russo. Peter Malloy was on sound. Uh, and before I go, it's important to pay tribute to all of those helping us get the Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.